Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind in this live Saturday edition via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I'm torn, Mark. I don't know where to start tonight. Uh, should we start with a response to the guy that called last week about homeschooling, just trashing on homeschoolers from someone who actually homeschools? Or should we uh, tell the story of Robert Bayless, a man who, well, had a standoff with the cops at his house over property taxes? I'm for the standoff with the property taxes. All right, that's where we'll go, but I do still have that email. And of course, you can call in about whatever you want. We actually talked about Mr. Bayless in the past when the incident actually went down. Now we've got a little bit more detail thanks to William Norman Grigg at the Pro Libertate blog, which is freedominourtime.blogspot.com. He starts out with a, a couple of quotes, one from Nietzsche. Everything the state says is a lie, and everything it has, it has stolen. Wow. And then another <laughs> quote here, which uh, he's, he will not, he actually doesn't name who it is. He says, terror must be maintained or the empire is doomed. It is the logic of history. The only hint he gives is that is a wise fictional character that said that quote. So, who is maintaining the terror anyway? Is it the terrorists or is it the government people? I think it works together. Um, the yeah. terrorists, uh, terror, uh, you know, we're we're scared of the terrorists, whoever they might be, and uh, therefore the government, who which it, it funds itself through theft of us, manages to uh, make itself seem necessary. Now, if you would believe what the government says, and if you believe what the government says, you're a dupe. But if you believe what the government says, uh, Mr. Bayless, Robert Bayless, this man we're about to tell you about, is a bad, bad man and a, a threat to society. Well, we'll tell you exactly what he did, allegedly, here in a moment. Couldn't the county simply have paid him for the damage to his well? That's the question that urges itself upon me as I sift through the rubble of last spring's confrontation in rural Wisconsin between Robert Bayless and, well, at last count, roughly two dozen local county and state agencies. The anti-Bayless coalition included elements from no fewer than six SWAT teams and the prominent use of three Bearcat, which is a ballistic-engineered armored response and rescue counterattack truck, military assault vehicle. Surely, Mr. Bayless must have been a singularly fearsome fugitive in order to trigger such a huge deployment. One would think. Indeed, and one would be wrong. Prior to his arrest on April 3rd, the diminutive and reclusive Mr. Bayless, either 60 or 61 years old, depending on the media account you read, lived in a small ramshackle abode on 18 acres outside Viola, Wisconsin. We can appreciate just how pathetic and fragile the Bayless dwelling was by the fact that it was never referred to as an armed compound during the police siege. <laughs> right, because every time uh, the, the police are, you know, somebody's uh, holed up in their house and has some kind of uh, tax dispute, it's always, always referred to as a compound. A former volunteer firefighter who had served as a sonar officer in the Navy, Mr. Bayless had a heart attack about a decade ago. Reputed to be a world-class amateur computer technician, Bayless had been reduced to grubbing out a meager living by picking apples in the fall and doing whatever other odd jobs he could find. Press accounts dutifully describe Bayless as, who, uh, as someone who possessed strong anti-government attitudes, which to genuinely intelligent people is a bit like being singled out for having a healthy immune system. Unlike the stereotypical anti-social recluse of lore, however, Bayless is considered to be very personable, outgoing and generally respectful of the preening 
oddly dressed and self-important parasites who insist on being called the authorities, judges, police, and that ilk. I like him, commented substitute librarian Judy McConaughey about Bayless following his arrest. He's extremely gentle, kind, thoughtful, respectful. It's only when he's confronted with what he thinks is illegitimate abuse of the Constitution that he gets very upset. Most of his neighbors know him and like him. He's basically a peaceable person. I would take him into my home. Eugene That's Winchell, pretty, pretty high praise. Yep. Eugene Winchell, who picked apples with Bayless in local orchards, allowed that he was maybe a little eccentric, but he was good to work with, always with a smile on his face. I don't think there was a bad bone in his body. Some people just don't like to be forced to do things. And, you know, I don't think that here in a free country uh, that should be an issue. I mean, how can you now? If somebody uh, enters into a contract, they should be required sure, to sure. Sure, uh, sure. If you've you agreed know, fulfill, to something, fulfill the contract. But when it comes to you know property taxes, I never signed anything saying that I'd pay for these uh, people's kids to go to school, and I never um, signed anything that says that I pay for roads that I don't use. Well, perhaps some uh, defender of property taxes will call in to tell us that what the police did to this man, Mr. Robert Bayless, this kind gentleman uh, that lived out in the middle of nowhere. That what they did to him was okay and that they support it. The number here is 800-259-9231. We'll get to the details of that here in a moment. So one more neighbor, Al Cutler, one of uh, Bayless's neighbors, says, I think he was always poor, but he wouldn't take money from anybody. He wired my shed in exchange for some firewood, and he would help just about anybody who needed help. In his previous court appearances, which have been plentiful for someone who's never imposed on anybody, let alone committed an offense against person or property, Bayless has displayed tremendous respect for judges and court officials. Given his polite and deferential nature, Bayless seemed to be the last person who would ever throw a few rounds of lead at local law enforcement officers, as he reportedly did on March 31st, when four sheriff's deputies invaded his property for the purpose of evicting him from his home. Sounds like one could look at that as uh, trespassing. Absolutely, unless you believe that the government owns all property. That's, essen- that, that's essentially what the case is. Is, is that, that the case? It, it, it seems to be. It seems. It, it they seems, act that, like it, it. It seems here in the United States that somehow people believe that the uh, the states get their power from the federal government, the uh, towns get their power from the state government, and if you don't pay your property taxes, then you deserve to uh, you know have your property taken away. That sounds like rent to me, doesn't it? An eviction, sure does. being evicted from your property. It sounds like you're a renter, not an owner. Owner. But they tell me, Mark. I asked the bureaucrats here in Keene, New Hampshire, that, and they told me that. That it was my property. So maybe they're just saying one thing and doing another. They don't even understand the difference. Yeah. I mean, the, but the distinctions it should be there. My property taxes aren't that high, but if I don't pay the couple thousand dollars a year on my property, I'm Three gonna... years is what it takes for them to take it around here. Yeah, supposedly. Anyway, last November, the clique calling itself the government of Richland County voted to steal Bayless's 18-acre plot because he had declined to pay $5,737 in property taxes between 2000 and 2006. Until 2000, Bayless had... That's du- not much property tax. He had dutifully paid out the protection money demanded by the Camorra County bureaucrats, but found himself in trouble anyway. Why? Well, the county sheriff sicked his deputies on Bayless to deliver a tax delinquency notice, despite the fact that he'd already paid the first of two installments to the town treasurer. So what happened? A paperwork snafu. Uh, Happens all the time. Yep. Government bureaucrats forgot to file something somewhere, an arrest warrant or whatever. Not, I guess it wasn't an arrest warrant, but in this case it was a uh, notice, one of their little pieces of paper that they send out to... They love those things. Yep, their tax delinquency notice. So that's why they uh, came out 
there at one point. They'll never bother giving you a telephone call, by the way. It's, but, it's just not it's not worth their time to right. uh, to talk to the, 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 the subjects. Bayless was understandably frustrated by the bureaucratic foul-up and infuriated by the serene arrogance displayed by the deputies when they trespassed on his posted property. Now, this isn't the time that there were any shots traded. This was just them delivering that notice to him. In a nice bit of mimicry, Bayliss had put up a sign announcing that those who entered his land had to pay a $5,000 land use fee to obtain an entry permit. So after the deputies left, Bayliss sent the county a bill demanding payment of the delinquent $5,000 fee. Now, this is a futile gesture, of course, but I'm I'm trying without success, says Greg, to identify a moral argument against what Bayless did. It was his land owned free and clear since 1979. He was the sole inhabitant and sovereign of his own little polity. In anything other than a strictly positivist sense, why couldn't he charge for access to his land? Disney World charges for access to their land. I, I don't see why he couldn't. Fanciful. Sounds to me like the the police trespassed and trespassed and they uh, owe him. And, and <laughs> you know they, they as long as they, they can read. If they can read, then you know the, the thing is is they don't believe they they are our rulers. They don't believe right. for a second that they um you they know they don't have liability yeah, like we they, do. They don't. And you could believe that the cops would go on into Disney World if they felt like they needed to go sure. into Disney World, too, and they wouldn't pay anything. Fanciful as Bayless's demand of the Richland County government may have been, that government's culpable neglect also handed him a solid, incontestable grievance in that they he paid the tax, and they said that he didn't. <laughs> and so we'll continue Mr. Bayless's story here in a few moments. But if you want to dial in and tell us, after we uh, finish the story, which is coming up, but you want to tell us exactly how it is that people owe property taxes, how it is that uh, you come about to be obligated to pay these government people what it is that they are demanding of you, whatever arbitrary numbers they've made up. Please dial in tonight at 800-259-9231. We want to talk to you. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give all those features away and more. All free at freetalklive.com. Travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600. Start your free trial of WebEx. That's webex, W-E-B-E-X.com. Use promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. Get a free webcam, too. Just uh, try this online meeting software. It's WebEx, webex.com. Promo code 600. All right. So we're talking about a story about a man named Robert Bayless. And we've actually covered the story in the past, but now we've got uh, an incredible amount of detail on exactly what happened, what went down when over 12 government agencies decided to raid this man's home and steal his 18-acre piece of property and ramshackle home from him for not paying over $5,000 in property taxes over a six-year time span. But why didn't he pay that $5,000 in property taxes? Doesn't he have a reason for that? Is it just because he didn't like taxes and didn't like the government? Well, actually, he seems to be fairly respectful towards the uh, the government people for whatever reason, which, you know, that's his, certainly his business. Um, I'm sure he thinks it'll help him, you know, when you're respectful to them. They don't hassle you quite as much, I guess, and maybe that was his mindset. But that didn't stop them from stealing uh, his house from him. But the reason why he wasn't paying taxes is because of 
the fact that they blew up his well. Let me give you the details on that part of the story. This is from freedominourtime.blogspot.com. We already told you about how they he had been paying taxes on time, and then they went ahead and sent him a tax delinquent notice, even though he'd made the two payments. So there, that was kind of the beginning of the trouble. But then, so around that time, sometime prior, in fact, to the initial property tax conflict in 2000, a construction crew straightened County Highway G in Wisconsin, which runs next to Mr. Bayless's land. This involved blasting away a limestone hillside. Part of the collateral damage of the blasting was the loss of Mr. Bayless's well. These things aren't cheap. I've just looked at putting a well into my property, and it's, uh, shoot, it's almost ten grand. Now, ten grand for the county? I mean, that's no big deal, right? If the county wanted to... If the county blows up your well with a bunch of dynamite, then the county should, should, you know, whomever blows up your well should should have to pay to to repair it. Yeah, well, if if it were you or I, any other average person doing the construction that we would be liable but as we were talking about earlier the county bureaucrats have no liability they can go and just destroy as much of your property as they want to and you're lucky if you even get an apology out of these people so that's what happened here according to al cutler bayless's neighbor the blast left the well's submersible pump irreparably damaged leaving it with no source of water it's just the pump it's not even the well Cutler also reports that the county refused to restore the well or provide Bayless with an alternate source of water. He was forced to fill large blue plastic barrels with water from local springs. Can you Jeez. imagine living your can you imagine in the 21st century living your life that way? I mean, that's what they did in uh, <laughs> hundreds of years ago. You'd go down to the spring, fill up some containers and bring the water back to the house. Probably wasn't necessarily hundreds. There's probably people listening right now. A couple, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that recall that having had to do that. Well, anyway, it, this is outrageous that this man should have to go from having running water in his house to none whatsoever because of the actions of the county bureaucrats. So it would seem that, I mean, he's got a legitimate grievance with which to withhold taxes from these government bureaucrats. I mean, I would say that you shouldn't have to pay these government bureaucrats any old way because they've never made an agreement with you in the first place. But even Mr. Bayless at least has a little bit more on his side because they destroyed his property. Yeah. But there's more to the story. So it's no particular surprise when Cutler reports that Bayless, who was not predisposed toward anti-government sentiment, was sore at the county. Once again, I ask, why the hell didn't the Richland County government, which committed the initial offense by destroying Bayless as well, pay for the damage? The answer, obviously, is because they didn't have to. They have armed men in their employ, after all, who are clothed in the supposed authority to commit acts of violence against intransigent people like Robert Bayless. So, on March 31st, the county dispatched four of their armed employees to serve eviction papers on Bayless. For his part, Mr. Bayless, reportedly a crack shot, displayed nearly superhuman forbearance in the face of this aggression by aiming his shots above the heads of the invaders. So he could have killed those cops, but he chose not to. He was just trying to scare them off. Well, that would have been a, you know, that would have been a big mistake. The deputies withdrew. Conferences were held. Local police officials contacted their comrades in neighboring jurisdictions to organize a militarized response to Bayless's defiance. As described in a press release... If, if Mr. Bayless had been a rich man, I don't think this would have happened for a second. Yeah, how would that have played out? They have what, what would what would they do for a rich guy that was wanting to stay on his property and not pay property taxes to the government people? But uh, that's not I'm not that's not really the question here. This guy just wanted his submersible well replaced. 
Yep, all of this manpower was mobilized now. Oh, wait, let me give you the description of the manpower. As described in the press release by the Richland County Sheriff, Daryl Berglin, the operation involved six sheriff's deputies, or excuse me, six, six sheriff's departments, big difference there, one local police department, six SWAT tactical teams, state police personnel. Six SWAT teams. A bomb squad, two airborne units, three emergency response teams, and a representative. They even had a bear in the air. Yep, and representatives of three state agencies. All of this manpower was mobilized, remember now, to conduct an assault on a solitary aging man who owed $5,737 in back taxes. How much did the helicopter cost? Just, I mean, just the helicopter alone, let alone all of the other manpower and the equipment that they trucked out there. can hardly imagine. I'll bet the Richland County government wastes more than that amount each year in needless purchases of refreshments and office supplies. Conspicuous in the April... Donuts. The April 3rd assault on Bayless's home were three Bearcat vehicles. Lenko Industries of Penko, Massachusetts, which manufactures the Bearcat, proudly reports that the vehicle is fortified with half-inch hardened steel armor plates, State Department-approved bulletproof windows, blast fragmentation-resistant floors, specially designed gun ports, roof hatches with rotating turrets, gun mounts, and gear storage. Your local police departments have these things. Rotating turrets. Gun ports. Bayless flung a few rounds and a few grenade-type devices at the Bearcat. If if it looks like an army and it smells like an army, it it must be an army. No, it's the police, Mark. What are you talking about? Well, who are they occupying? Uh, They were just protecting, serving. Sure, protecting and serving the governments. Well, the lead Bearcat was attacked by Mr. Bayless. He did slightly damage its uh, bullet-resistant windows. Just testing. Two more of the assault (laughs) vehicles were summoned to the scene. SWAT operators chased Bayless into his house, firing numerous numerous tear gas rounds into it before finally using less lethal rounds to subdue him. The house itself burned to the ground. Yep, burned up the man's house. Having conquered such a menacing adversary, the local Homeland Security affiliate took a victory lap. Fist jabs and chest bumps were exchanged, beers were hoisted in triumph, press releases were joyously disseminated. The battle-damaged Bearcat itself was put on display in La Crosse County, whose sheriff's department had purchased the vehicle with a federal Homeland Security grant. You see, the purchase of the Bearcat by the sheriff's department's been controversial because it had been arranged without the county board of supervisors being notified. So much for civilian control over the military, even at the county government level. Apparently, only the sheriff and a couple of his cronies were aware of the grant and how it was spent. Now, after the purchase became known, the county supervisor quite sensibly suggested it be turned over to the local National Guard unit. And this provoked a theatrical display of pious outrage from Supervisor Carl Halverson, a former sheriff. He simpered, don't we care about these law enforcement officers? Boy, sometimes I think I'm on Mars. So what did that board of supervisors do as a result of the sheriff's department going above their heads to authorize this purchase? You know, you, we'll find you out in moments. I can't write stories this good. Yep, Matt, more on the way. Well, this is terrible. Poor Mr. Bayless. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the... Wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free, of course. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. If you don't have a will or a living will currently, 
you need to get that done. One easy place to do it is LegalZoom.com. You can do it quickly within, I think it might have taken me 10 minutes to do it. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. As we continue here and then getting to your call, still waiting to hear from somebody who is going to defend property taxes, somebody who can tell us exactly how, as property owners, both you and my um, and I, Mark, are both property owners. I don't think or, I own my property. Or, the town can take it away anytime they want. Well, we'd like to think we're, we've gone ahead and paid a whole lot of money to, uh, to have these plots of land and houses that we believe are, at least, would like to believe are ours. But if you would like to tell us otherwise, perhaps you can uh, fill us in and actually tell us that we are, in fact, subjects, that we don't actually own our own property, and that we are owned by the state. Uh, would love for you to dial in and let us know exactly how it is that the obligation, uh, came, obligation came about to pay these things called property taxes. Now, Mr. Robert Bayless in Wisconsin had a uh, pretty good objection to paying property taxes. The government had come, come along and blown up his uh, the pump that operated his well when they were doing some blasting for some road work outside of his property, and or I guess right up next to his property, and they refused to replace the pump. They refused to fix the destruction that they had caused, and as a result, Mr. Bayless decided to start withholding taxes from these people. Then, a few years later, they came in with a uh, armed gang of thugs calling themselves government police, and they stole Mr. Bayless out of his home and burned it to the ground. So that's where we were, and we were talking about some of the equipment that they used. Just kind of an interesting aside here. This is from freedominourtime.blogspot.com, where William Norman Gregg is telling us about the Bearcat, which is an armed, is basically an armored truck, an, an armed attack vehicle with gun ports and a turret on it that these police departments, several police departments in the Wisconsin area at least, have. Many police departments across the country have similar devices. Police departments all across the country got grants from Homeland Security to, to spend on th- things Crap just like, like this. That. You know, these Bearcats, which are armed assault vehicles, I guess to be, to be perpetrating armed assault on American people. So, that's what they're being used for. So there's kind of an interesting little behind-the-scenes thing in the world of Wisconsin politics where they found out that the Bearcat that the county had was purchased without the knowledge of the oversight committee, of the, the town government people, the elected the people. people that handle all of the, you know, all of the uh, purchasing. Right. So, uh, so what happened? Well, a bunch of the sheriffs got upset that one of the ca- a county supervisors suggested they turn it over to the National Guard, and the Board of Supervisors then issued a resolution authorizing the purchase after the fact. Of course, the county sheriff and other local clients of the Homeland Security State believe that the Bearcat purchase was entirely validated by the successful siege of Robert Bayless's home. Of course, the Bearcat acquisition, like the purchase of hundreds of thousands of dollars of high-tech gear with federal funds, was justified as a counter-terrorist measure. As if the minions of the omnipotent troglodyte Osama bin Laden regarded rural Wisconsin to be a critical target of the global jihad. The inaugural use to which which that armored, armored assault vehicle was put was much more illustrative of the priorities and function of the Homeland Security State, which is to maintain terror, not only the politically profitable fear of outsiders, but the tacit fear that commands submission to the state's demands. The amount Bayless owed was less than trivial, but his defiance, rooted in a very plausible set of grievances, could have proven contagious if not properly dealt with. And it's it's just exemplified by the uh, the statement you can't fight city hall. That's what they want you to believe. As helicopters circled besie- uh, Bayless's besieged property in the distance, and smoke arose from his ruined home, a resident of a nearby town of Viola commented to a reporter, "This could happen to anybody." 
And that's precisely the message the local Homeland Security affiliate meant to send. And as long as Americans continue to be frightened of these government people and what they could possibly do, they'll never stand up and be the free people that they should be. But we are going to see it happen. It is going to happen here in our very own little New Hampshire, where uh, the the beginnings of it have already begun with people starting to non-cooperate in various different little ways, and I imagine those will get bigger. And we can talk more about on the way in the future, but let's go to your phone calls. Brian in Rhode Island, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. Yes, I think you're overreacting. Well, well who? Uh, you are. Why? You're, you're accusing, I mean, this the heavy-handed language that you're speaking out against the government. Is I never heard anything like this on the radio. Well, wait a minute. Don't you Why? think you'd be heavy-handed if somebody burned your house down? Yeah, but didn't he break the law? Didn't you say that he that he he uh, wasn't uh, cooperating and wasn't, didn't pay his taxes? Well, let's put aside the issue that he never agreed to the tax scheme in the first place, and no, neither did I. Let's put that aside for a moment and remind you that his well, well was blown up, sir, by the county to... government. The county government blew up his well and refused to replace it. So he decided to, that he wasn't going to pay them taxes anymore. Doesn't that make sense? No, it doesn't, because... I don't understand what you're saying. Well, you the, mean, when the founding fathers decided that the government, um, that the government of England was no longer servicing their needs, they stopped paying their taxes first. Don't you drive on roads? Don't you? Aren't you <laughs> glad you're defended Such from a uh, from the uh, foreigners? Sir, they the stole for, this the man's property. The foreigners are coming to get me. <laughs> but yeah, they stole these. They, these aren't foreigners. I need to be defended from. It's these people down the street calling themselves government that are willing to steal my property from me and burn my house to the ground, which but is what they did to this pro- man. It's not yours. This the property oh. is on lane from the. It actually the government owns it. You I mean, really? When they buy it? Yeah. How'd that you work? Have a deed. I understand. You know, you have a deed and everything, but the, the, the government settled. I mean, that's the that's where the buck stops. And I'm so, sorry. I mean, you can you can so say you own So wait a minute. Are you it. telling me, sir, that ev- every one of us are actually serfs? We're actually subjects and slaves to the state. Is that what you're telling me? Well, if it sounds good to you. No, that doesn't sure sound good. Them. I don't accept it. I'm a free man. How do you feel about that? Well, we're all free as long no, as we're free. No, no, we're wall, free as, as long as we don't. Go we're, ahead, I'm sorry. We're only free yeah, in our mind, wall, sir. Then you're not free. Well, we, you will be pursued and, and, and arrested. But I didn't agree. I don't consent to the government, so it's not my law. You it's know, your in, law, sir. In, in Germany once, it was against of the law. Of course you live here. You, you live here. You don't have to consent, but you obey, you, you obey the law. Yeah, the Jews lived in Germany, too. You, you know, there, at one time it was against the law to be Jewish in Germany. Was it okay because they were the government? And at one time um, in this country, it was okay for white people to own black people. Actually, black people own black people, too. It was okay to own black people as slaves, and it was the law. That got well, corrected. That got corrected. It, it got corrected. Do you yeah. know why? Because people stood up and said, no more of this crap. And I say, and I it, with this law. man who stood up and said, government. no more of this crap as a hero. Why do you, well, how come you don't want to pay the government? Because the government doesn't do anything for me. Don't you drive on the road? Don't you have a car? Uh, in my town, I don't drive on any town roads, no. I but drive you on pay state gas road. taxes. When and you go to the gas why, why do I have to pay for the, ta- the roads that I don't drive if on? If you get sick, if you don't have any money, you go to the hospital, the, the government pays for it. But the government doesn't pay for it. The hospital pays for it because they mandated, that the, the government mandated the hospital had to treat me. I, I just don't understand. Keep swinging, it. Brian. Keep trying. Go ahead. Give us another one. Well, again, 
Like I said, if you obey the law and don't break the law like Bayless So did, if, then, wait a minute, so you're saying if we're good little slaves and we do whatever it is our masters in government tell us, then right. the masters in government will let us live our happy little lives here until we croak. That's what you're saying? That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Now, well, that a, sucks. Before you go on, if if they uh, if if uh, somebody sent me to work every day and took all my money away from me, would I be their slave? He's already telling you you're a slave, uh, Mark. He's already said you're a slave. If they took all my money and sent me to work, what was the question? If somebody sent me to work every day at the pain uh, at the threat of violence and took all my money at the end of the week, would I be their slave? Yes. Okay. Under those circumstances. If somebody, uh, yes. if so, if I go to work and somebody takes half of my wages, what am I? You're a taxpayer. Right. <laughs> That's right. So you understand that that means that a, ha a taxpayer is a slave, right? No, I don't follow your logic. That's at all. right. Of course, because it would possibly disturb your happy little rose-colored glasses world. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The fact is. The government treats, the government people treat us like we're their serfs and their slaves. There is no citizen. There are only subjects. It's tyranny of the majority. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Where did the obligation come from to pay property taxes? We'd love to hear you answer that. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want in this live Saturday edition via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Of course, I uh, would still love to hear from somebody that can actually tell us how the obligation was created to get us to pay property taxes. Uh, the last guy really couldn't give us a square answer on that one. 800-259-9231, that's the number. You can also visit us on our website, and if you like Free Talk Live and want to help support the show, then... Shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's easy. You just go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, load up your shopping cart, and feel good because you're helping Free Talk Live and getting the stuff you want for life. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue with your calls. Evan is on the line listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, Evan. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, what's on your well, mind tonight? Well, you, you guys are trying to say that uh, because the the government uh, accidentally blew up this guy's well pump, that uh, that the remedy for that is to quit paying your taxes and then uh, confront the law with uh, <laughs> with God. Whoa! Now hold on. No, no, he didn't confront the law. He just quit paying taxes. They confronted okay. him. They sent it armed men on his property. Right, but they sent the, they sent the, they came to his property because he was in violation of the law that he wasn't he wasn't paying the taxes. That's what he how did, did he, what let's, he did. let's go back a little right. bit and maybe you can answer this question because well, I've always been curious. What you're saying is is that he quit paying his taxes because they blew up his pump and, and seems that's, like a uh, legitimate reason, doesn't it? Well. No, it's not a legitimate really? reason to quit paying your taxes. So wait a minute. So I mean, wait a minute. If you're you... trying to address several different, you're trying to address several different issues. You're with telling one me something. Now hold on a second. First so of all, first of all, there's no obligation. There's no contract whatsoever, and we can talk about that in a moment. But let's presume there was a contract between him and the government. They were you know providing their services, and he was paying them for them. Well, then they come right. along and blow the crap out of his well. Don't you think it's appropriate to then uh, withhold payment until you get uh, you get taken care of until they pay you back no, for no, the damage no, that they caused? No, no, that's not appropriate, and that's not the, you know, a, a lot of people don't understand that there's provisions in the law 
that direct you on how to how to proceed when there's a problem. You know, uh, there's all there's problems hmm. in all different aspects of life. You so know, you, that, and you know the, that the the appropriate way to proceed is not to take it into your own, uh, you know, oh, into your own I hands. See. Go, well, I'm just, just keep not paying pay up. If you're renting like a an Duke. apartment from me, and there's a problem with the apartment, and uh, and I don't fix it, withholding rent is not an option for you. If you withhold the rent, I can evict you. I think you could. So, I think you'll have a pretty good case um, in in that particular instance. I think you'll have a pretty good case against the landlord because they don't have landlords don't have the protection that the government you, does. You'd have a pretty good case, but who would hear it if yeah. the, if that was your remedy was just to withhold the payment well you know, uh, in his in his case <laughs> you know there he could have gone to court and let a judge determine that the county made a mistake and i'm sure a judge would have said you know yeah they made a mistake and they're gonna have to you know come up with the money and make the repairs all right, fine. Or let's whatever go back. remedy but that's, not, uh, that's the appropriate response he didn't I, I see litigation. That, i see that there is a uh is a path through litigation i i, I do totally get that what if he but, couldn't afford it but you know, I mean that that is a path for people that have at least some means, and it didn't. The guy was eating apples. You know, I mean, it didn't uh, sound like he had a lot of means. In a shack, and it's a, you know, it just goes to show uh, that the court system really is for rich people. It's not for poor people in this country. But the question I got for you well, I is, agree with, I agree with you on that, and I'll tell you something else. You know, I'm not. Hold on a second, I'm, dude. You got a we got a question. I, just for a question, you. real quick. The founding fathers withheld their taxes from the king in order to uh, express their grievances, and that's what part of the Declaration of Independence was about. Do you think that Thomas Jefferson, uh, Samuel Adams? George Washington, do you think those men should have been hung? Do you think their houses should have been burned down? No. Well, why no, is it, why is it okay all, for those I, historical well, figures about, to have done it, and it's not okay for this man? Well, first of all, you're not talking about this man's government. You're talking about the British government hundreds of years ago. Oh, and the other but thing is, you forget, this was Britain a hundred years ago. That was their government. Well, yeah, it was more than a hundred years ago. That but was several hundred anyway, years ago. Uh, Whatever. It was well, his government. That, but it was a completely different set of circumstances. No, well, is it? First of all. I don't see how. How's that? How's it different? Intolerable acts? You, Sounds like this was intolerable. Mean? It was a monarchy, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was a uh, um, King George, sure. So you've replaced but, a king with a bunch of, uh, the, you know, the, the tyranny of the majority? Well, you know, you guys are mis are misunderstanding me. You're taking me wrong. I, uh -huh. I'm not for the government at all. Sounds like you, you are. Know, I mean, I lo I like your show. I know it does, but <laughs> I like your show, and I'm I couldn't be uh, you know more of a libertarian. But but my point is is that like um, uh, you, you don't know, talk like you, a libertarian. Well, I guess you do know, now. The new you're a new libertarian, right? You're one of those well, neo libertarians. In this particular in this particular case, I'm I'm not trying to uh, address all the different. You know nuances of the issue. No, I'm you're just defending the gang. That's all. You're just guy. on here defending a, a violent gang of people calling themselves government. Let's go back and maybe you can answer no, my I'm question. Not what they did. I'm just saying that the remedy. So wait a minute. For, so wait. Hold on. If you hold on right now, wait, you're saying it's bad what they did that they came in and stole this man's house from him. Oh yeah, I don't think that was appropriate action at all. Good. But, then but we agree. Point, so would I you think they should get? Should they give the house back? Should they give him the property back, even though the house should is they, burned down? Should they rebuild his house? Yeah, I should think they? they should be liable for, uh, for all the damages that they okay. caused. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Here's my next question. One more question for you. We've got to move on, but here's the last question. How was the obligation created to pay property taxes? Well, I, you know, I would, I wouldn't be able to answer that without, because it's a you know, fantasy. There is no you know, answer I mean, to that question. There's no answer. The government people won't answer that question. I thank you for the call tonight. I've asked them the question, and they won't answer it. I gave them 45 days, which uh, was the same amount of time they wanted to give me to pay their little property tax demand, 
And I gave them 45 days to answer just some simple questions about how the obligation was created because in their own laws, it actually says – they're not my laws. They're theirs. They're the ones that swore an agreement to uphold them. In their own laws, it says that when somebody presents you with a bill for services, if you don't know who you know that person is or why they're presenting you with a bill or you, you say, wait a minute, Mark, I never – you you know came over here and you, you clipped all my trees for me and I never contracted with you uh, for that service and now you're billing me for it? I mean you – I understand that you did a, an okay job, not really the best job, but how do I owe you this money? Can you show me the agreement? Maybe I was drinking and I forgot that I signed it. Just show me the agreement that the I signed. The answer to your question, I, I can't answer it, unlike these guys. And you I have, have to show it, it to me. I, I, right. But no, they don't, apparently. So I asked them that very same question. Just show me the agreement. Show me where this obligation to pay. There is no agreement. Pay. You didn't make an agreement. Exactly. And that's why they can't answer the damn question. The, the answer is, how, do, how was the obligation created? And I'm not saying that this is an obligation, but I can tell you that it's continuity from the time of serfdom. The, the, the Lord owned the land, and, and you know the, the serfs were bound to that land. They could, get, they could pack up and leave, but it was essentially his land. They worked it. Right. He came so by. He collected um, an amount of what they uh, they produced he didn't do anything except protect them you are saying they own it all but they will not make that claim no they will not let's continue with your calls and talk to willie listening to wfla in florida willie you're on free talk live oh turn down your radio willie turn it down please or we're going to put you back on hold which we'll do and we'll try angel who hopefully has turned his radio down angel you're on free talk live listening on wfla Hi, great show um, I think that uh, the concept of government started out almost as a, a relationship of insurance. Uh, we will provide these services and uh, and protect you if you pay us, you know, this amount of money. That that happened with like sailing ships. Yeah. In any event, uh, you know, the, the, it didn't doesn't have to be a written contract, which it should be. With the relationship that we have with the government is kind of implied, and it's I implied see. by them. Now, right. what happens is that government essentially in property taxes. Uh, uh, or taxes in general are essentially like the mafia. It's a giant protection racket. Yep. In the mafia, if you take out uh, money from a loan shark and you don't pay, he'll come and he'll break your legs, kill you, or hurt your family. Mm-hmm. Now, what the government will do when you don't pay your taxes, according to the uh, level, the degree that they set, they'll come along and they'll take your property, they'll put you in the street, and they won't care about any extenuating circumstances on your part. Right, they because be they're very, not protecting uh, uh, you. They're protecting their own. They're protecting the state, not you. That's exactly right. Now, the the role of government, as I see it, should be nothing more than to provide military for uh, police, fire and rescue, and the uh, uh, support systems for those. I happen to work for the Veterans Administration, and I take care of our veterans. I'm a physician assistant. Now, uh, the thing is, is that here in in in, in Waimama, uh, which is a uh, not far from Tampa, I'm very familiar I'm with Waimama. Like about Eight thousand dollars a year. I'm paying in taxes. Holy crap! In Waimama. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, I live below Waimama, below Sun City, and what what it is is that the only service that Hillsborough County provides for me is collect my garbage twice Nonsense. a week. Nonsense. I was paying fifteen hundred in Bradenton. I mean, well, good I, lived, Lord. I lived in Bradenton. I lived in Bradenton for for fourteen years, and uh, my taxes there were only about thirteen hundred dollars a year. Man. But when I sold my house about four or five years ago, okay, and then built a new house out here in the sticks. Mm. My God, my, uh, my, my, my taxes went up basically like about 600 or 700%. So would you agree, what, like, uh, would you agree Angel, that uh, these services that you're talking about, you are interested in you know, protection and fire and all that, shouldn't those be done on a contractual basis in the marketplace? Absolutely. 
Good man. I appreciate Absolutely. the call, it's, sir. It's, We're out of time, my friend. I, I thank you, though. More is coming up. Your calls as well. 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is on the way. We'll talk to Willie, who has turned down his radio. And Bill <laughs> in Indy, your calls about what you want if you dial in. Toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Coming up, we'll give you an update on the U.K. police state. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, we started the show out by telling just an awful story of government-initiated aggression against a, a, a peaceful man just living out life on his own property. And uh, that led to a discussion about property taxes and whether or not there is, in fact, a, an obligation of any sort to pay them. And as our last caller pointed out, there's no real obligation. It's just sort of an implied thing. And so I'd like to make it clear that I'm not interested in consenting to their their implication anymore. And their own government documents say, especially here in uh, New Hampshire where we do the show from, the very first sentence in the Constitution is that government's by the consent of the governed and that it's founded in consent. So what if what happens if those who are part of the government or interest or like operating in this government paradigm withdraw that consent? What will happen? This is what I would like to determine. Are we in fact dealing with which all the evidence points to this, are we in fact dealing with a group of men and women calling themselves government simply ruling by the threat of violence over other people? Or are we dealing with an organization that is actually voluntary? Is, is it a voluntary association of consenting individuals? And I've actually asked these questions of the, uh, the local Keene government here in Keene, New Hampshire, and I've yet to get a response I asked them some very simple questions. I'll just enumerate them here. And if you want to answer them for me, I'd love to hear from you. Number one, factually, what are the city of fill in your city? Okay, whatever. What fi- what is the city? What is that? It's and a factually, municipal corporation. What is this? You're not supposed to answer the question. <laughs> and what is the state of wherever you live? Number two, do the group of men and women calling themselves the city have authority? If so, what are the origins of? And how did they get that authority? Four, is your government a voluntary association of consenting individuals? And five, do you believe you have the right to aggress against those who don't consent to your government? Now, the government people here in uh, Keene haven't answered my question. So I think I'll go in next week and talk to their tax collector and see if uh, she'll answer those questions in person. I wonder what she'll have to say. You know, I think I'll bring a video camera along to find out. Get out of my office. I feel the questions you're asking me are threatening. (laughs) All right, let's go to your phone calls here. People have been waiting very patiently, including John in New Hampshire. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John in New Hampshire. Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, we got a few people calling in that think that just like, and I'm I'm sympathetic to to these folks like Brian and the fellow fellow that followed him, um, uh, because I used to think that way, too, and, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a little while to get the indoctrination out of your head, keep listening to Free Talk Live and, you know, read some books and do, you know, free free your mind and your ass will follow, as they say. Mm. Um, 
There's a lot of people in this country, and in fact all around the world, think that the governments are protecting them. Uh, the question is, uh, I suppose, what is a terrorist? Isn't a terrorist, isn't the kind of the definition that it's someone who uses violence and the fear of violence to affect social and political change? Pretty much, yeah. As I understand huh. it. That's kind of weird. Sounds to me like that's what government does. Totally fits the definition. Absolutely. So from, from top to bottom, it seems to me, whether it's your local government or your national government or your international government, uh, that's what these people are all about, threatening violence and actually using it. They, they usually only need the threats. Yeah, I'm not afraid of the punks down at, you know, the skate park. I'm not afraid of uh, the the North Koreans. I'm not afraid of uh, these uh, scary governments around the world. What uh, is the biggest threat to my freedom are the people calling themselves government at all levels, state, federal, and local. Those are the people that, you know, that we have something to be to be frightened of. They're the ones that are willing to burn down your house if you don't pay them their extraction. That's absolutely right. And and there's a line in the movie, I don't know if the movie's kind of old. The Patriot, it came out on the 4th of July, you know, yeah. maybe Mel Gibson. You know, 15 years ago or something like Jesus, that. Jesus, that yeah. long? There's an, excellent, there's an excellent line in there by, I can't re- recall the, the character's name, but it's Mel Gibson, in, in a question about when they're trying to form the United States. And he says, why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away <laughs> for 3,000 tyrants? One mile away. It's a brilliant question, and John, I thank you for the call. Let's continue and talk to, I believe, this someone who claims to be Randy Weaver. Randy, listening to KGEZ in Montana, are you the real Randy Weaver? Well, I'm one of the real Randy Weavers. I've met several, actually, on the road. Oh, so so you are not the Randy Weaver from uh, from Ruby Ridge, even though there is yes, no Ruby. I am. You oh. are that Ruby. Okay, so you were at... Uh, so, if so, I'd like to say my condolences to Vicki. I'm very sorry about what happened. We had the uh, the pleasure of meeting you, actually, when you were visiting the Ed Brown um, household up here in New Hampshire for the, the picnic. I figured, I, I figured maybe I had an Ian and Mark. Yep. Uh, which one am I talking to now? Both. Both. <laughs> well, I'm Ian, and he's Mark. I'm Mark. Okay. Uh, that guy that just hung up, uh, I couldn't say it any better, and you guys got it figured out. And at the first caller that I heard today, he kept asking you, don't you drive on roads? Don't you drive on roads? And you should be willing to pay your taxes, right? Oh, I mean, you should have told him the gas taxes both pay for the roads. But they uh, I tried to mention it, but he, yeah, I think it was talking as I mentioned it. So, you know, what talking can you do? Talking over you, yeah. probably. Okay, well, well, that's how it works. It's that, how simple that is, but... Yeah, this other just fellow, the last one that was on. <clears throat> right, you know, by the, before you go on, Randy, you could also point out that the roads, uh, the government roads really stink. I mean, they're just awful. So and not only have they been paid for, but they've been paid for over and over again, and they still are in just awful, awful condition around here. I don't know how they are there in Kalispell, but around here, they're just, it's terrible. We're getting an awful lot of nice new cameras, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, spiffy new cameras. Uh, so go yeah, ahead with yeah, the other we'll point. Probably, they'll probably raise the tax next year for those, too. But most taxes, they're never going to, you know, they keep adding new kinds of taxes stuff just to pay for the bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to, uh, you know, if you buck that, boy, that's going to hurt their paycheck. And that's what they're complaining. I say fire all the suckers and start over with nothing, and we'd be a lot better off. 
Yeah, I don't see any reason to have a government. I mean, it's always this centralized command and control, we own you mentality, us versus them. Let's just go to the free marketplace. Let's evolve past this uh, this barbaric idea of governments and evolve to, we don't need to revolve, which would be to start over and start from the scratch. Let's just evolve past the idea of governments and interact with one another 100% on a voluntary basis. I mean, that's what most of us do. Regular people like you and I interact with one another 100% voluntarily. It's just the people calling themselves government and the, the handful of other criminals out there that don't, that don't interact voluntarily. Right. And, you know, I, uh, I was raised a Christian and a uh, real strong one, of course. And over the years, through all my studies, I am presently, I've come clear to, I'm a uh, full-blown atheist now, and it's from studying and reading, and you can figure it all out. But the Bible itself is just a rehash and, and stories and, and, uh, laws and things to abide by, uh, things you should do or shouldn't do, from stories and civilizations from maybe millions or billions of years before, and it's in a new form. But uh, there's, uh, you know, the old Israelites, they didn't have a king, and they wanted a king. So really bad. They went, yeah. went to their leader, Samuel, and said, we want a king. Well, you see, they all had their families, and that was their, each had their own little government, and the patriarch of the he was the head of that little government, each one, but they wanted a, a centralized king so they could pay their taxes and send their boys off to the war, which Sam said they'd have to do. And uh, when they did, so they, he gave them Saul. I think Saul was the first one. And Sam said, okay, you can have Saul. And that started, it, you know, uh, as far as the, what I call the Sem- Semitic people. You can study that out, too, uh, how it's different from the Jewish people, but we won't get into that. But uh, they got what they wanted. They got the king, and so he started taxing them. He drafted their men in to go fight wars that they didn't need to fight and all that. You know, at least they asked for it. I mean, if that's how, how it all went down, I don't well, it's, claim to be a Every one of them didn't ask for it. Oh, in really? the same way, you know, oh, so it wasn't 100%? In the same way, oh, we're well. going to get the president, the majority of the people that go out and vote, yeah. ask for. Mm, great points. Uh, yeah, I'm not interested in consenting anymore, and I think that uh, the more people that join us in withdrawing consent, the more illegitimate this government will become as they continue to crack down and show themselves for what they truly are, and that is a violent gang of criminals. And uh, Randy, thank you for the call tonight. We Thanks appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Talk about a man that has real personal experience with the tyranny of these good intentions, these uh, these statists that just believe they know best how you should live your life. And if you disagree, they're willing to hurt you and destroy your family and destroy your livelihood if uh, you don't agree with them. Who are they anyway? They're just strangers. They're just dangerous people threatening us with violence. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you dial in and bring up what you want at 800-259-9231, we're in the middle of talking about obligations and the government and what it really is, which, of course, is a a group of men and women doing business at the threat of violence. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy them on us, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, and if you only get us Saturdays on your local radio station, you've missed a bunch of moments because we do it six nights a week. So go download the show right there from the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. And better yet, call your local station and thank them for airing Free Talk Live, and then ask them to air the rest of the show. During the week. I've been uh, taking diet pills for the last two weeks. Last night I had uh, 
uh, a couple of bratwursts and a raspberry milkshake. By milkshake, I mean with ice cream. Mm. And uh, today during uh, yeah, ice cream yogurt or real ice cream? Real ice cream. Okay. I think I don't think you're allowed to say milkshake without it being gotcha. in fact real ice cream from an advertising standpoint. Um, and today at uh, the movie, I had a whole big two something thing ounce of, uh, of the sour gummy worms. They've been large. Yeah. Uh, I'm not changing my lifestyle in the least. Just taking these diet pills. I've lost four pounds already in two weeks, and uh, I recommend you take them. Dex C20. As a matter of fact, they're manufactured right in Tampa, Florida, and actually Largo. Dex C20. You can get them at uh, Walgreens, uh, CVS, Rite Aid, any of those places. Or you can uh, check out diet.freetalklive.com and see them there. We go to your phone calls. You bring up anything to Anthony listening in Florida. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Anthony. How's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Hello? Hey, we're here. So are you. Oh, go okay. ahead. I hear you guys. Um, well, um, just was wondering about the first 1,000 pledges. Everybody moved in there already? Not quite. You're referring to the Free State Project, which is a movement of 20,000 people moving all to New Hampshire in order to be liberty activists so we can hopefully achieve liberty in our lifetime. Uh, it's a wonderful, brilliant idea, and the first 1,000 pledge is the first 1,000 people that have pledged to move by the end of 2008. So I believe that there are over 500 people in state as of right now, no, and the, 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 the number, officially. The, the number counter is on the website. You have to remember Free your password from how, whenever you signed up, and it could be years. I don't think I have, um, in fact, signed up on the uh, number counter thing. I believe that the vast majority of the uh, first 1,000 are here. There's all kinds of people moving in. We get word of them all the time. Um, I, I don't okay. think the counter can be relied on. All right, because I signed up for the next 1,000. I hope to be there in three and a half years or so. so. Cool. Very good. Well, Thank we look you. forward to seeing you. Anything yeah. else on your mind tonight, Anthony? Um, just uh, after listening to some of those calls from Florida, uh, it just irritates me, <laughs> especially the guys with the uh, taxes. That's why I'm leaving. Yep, I heard so that. They're in my area. That's what i got to deal with. It's good to be gone. I don't miss it. I will tell you that. Thanks, Anthony, for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. We continue. Greg is listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, Greg. Hello? Greg, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, hey, fantastic. Hey, in the in the hours, uh, the 7 to 8 hour, you guys are awesome. I have just now actually uh, listened to you for the first time, and I'm going to lock you in. Um, I got it with the property taxes. I got a, a question about that as well, because if you don't mind me going back to that subject. No, by, by all means, free talk live. You can bring up anything. So go ahead. Fantastic. Uh, my wife and I are uh, we have no children, so we call ourselves happily married. Yet we have to actually <laughs> pay a school tax as part of our property taxes. It actually right. itemizes what the taxes are. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to pay a school tax if we don't have any kids? You know, there's. Mark, you want to handle this one? <laughs> I, I actually do have a child. He's uh, four months old, and, and uh, he will never go to a government school. And I don't see any reason why I should have to pay this either. As a matter of fact, any money that I have to pay for property taxes, and up here in my town, almost 70% of the taxes go to the school, because, um, you know, it's a rural place. Well, how come I have to pay to send other people's kids to school, but the money yeah. you're taking from me could have gone to the education of my kid? Do you want to spit in his face, there too? There. I mean, I happen to live in a private gated community, and we, we pay a, a, a homeowners association dues, which are more than our taxes, but the roads are maintained. They're impeccable. Yeah. Uh, it includes water, cable. The, the, the guys come pick up the, the, the garbage. Um, we never have a problem with that. Well, and yeah, and you consented insurance. to that. I mean, when you I went into the neighborhood, I guess. you understood. Right. But, I mean, it covers things that I can actually see. And we had a couple of hurricanes in here. Hey, this is Florida. And the insurance took care of everything. It was great. I could see my money wow. actually working. But when I pay for my property taxes, I, I don't really see my money 
going where I want it to go. No, it goes where no, the bureaucrats want it. Work. It goes wherever arbitrary, you know, place the bureaucrats decide capriciously to put your money. And you really don't have a say over it. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Get this. I called, uh, there's this show on here in Keene, New Hampshire in the mornings on Saturdays called Talkback. And it's usually hosted by uh, some of the city, so-called city councilors. And they're nice people and everything. They really believe in what they're doing. It's just that what they're doing is, uh, in <laughs> they're threatening people if they don't play along with their game. And I asked them, you know, well, what are you going to do as more people keep moving here and decide to just not participate in your system anymore what are you going to do about that and there was like this you know a couple seconds of silence and then then yeah. one of the one of them popped, piped up and said well uh you know the, the, this is very representative government uh you can come to our meetings and uh you can pu- put your ideas in this representative so he never answered my question because right. well that would mean he'd have to admit to being a violent man uh or at least mm-hmm. tacitly supporting violence uh, so instead, he just obscures and talks about how great his little government is. Well, I don't think it's great, and I don't yeah, want it. I, now, I do want fire protection. I'm willing to pay for fire protection. I like having Absolutely. the roads cleared. I'm willing to pay to have the you know the the you snow cleared off the road. With the private firefighters, hey, the fire department yeah. decides to go uh, private, and they say, hey, look, we'll 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 take care of the fires in your neighborhood, but you need to pay us X amount of dollars a, a year. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Send him a bill. The fact is, most of the most of the fire responses are um, not, in fact, for fire at all. They're for uh, people with injuries and that kind of thing. The ambulance sends you a bill. If the helicopter comes to medvac you up to uh, uh, Tampa General, they you know there's a bill for that. Why doesn't the fire department give a bill instead of, well, just randomly giving out or not randomly, but uh, just a blanket check uh, from everybody? And like you said earlier, the government mandated that the hospitals have to treat you. So they're, they try to get as much money from you any way possible as they, as they can, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's they're, a big mess. mandated by the government. They have to treat you. Greg, I want to thank you for your call tonight. Hey, Welcome to know. the program, and stick with us. We appreciate you being out there. Let's continue and talk to Steiner, listening in Montana to KGEZ. Hello, Steiner. Hello, Steiner. good day. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, a little property tax is great to hear Sir Randy Weaver yeah, apparently he's one of your neighbors up there in California. I guess, didn't know, but uh, the Duke that actually uh, stood up to the tyranny. Uh, sure enough. With one hell of a price. I'd hate to see how that scenario would go down today versus then. It I wasn't think... good then, but I can't picture it being better mm. by today's standards. But anyway, um, we had a couple interesting things. Uh Of course, I kind of miss these inane phone calls, like from your first call couple of callers, which is why there was so uh, much free talk controversy in the neighborhood here, but um, you just get the feeling that we're so screwed. <laughs> well, that's people, what they want you to feel. They want you to feel yeah, defeated. These people bought in. They know it. And they, 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 so we're so screwed. We're just going to take it, you know? But well, um, we had a real icky situation here about five years ago with a college that wanted to double in size and a high school. And the high school wasn't really the one, but there was a private lawsuit filed, and the court systems put this off. They, um, there is never they any way to get real justice out of this system. Lee, I thank you for the call, Steiner, 800-259-9231. There's just no way to get justice out of a system where the deck is stacked against you from day one. They own the courts. It's their prosecutor. It's their judge. You want them to do something for you? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition. You can call in toll-free and bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, by the way, those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Well worth the visit. Yeah, again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, now you can purchase knobs, pulls, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's Internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more. All at Internobs.com. Let's go. Ladies first to Cindy, listening to 970 WFLA in Florida. Hello, Cindy. Yes, good evening. Hey. I enjoy listening to your show. Um, a lot of the comment, it's really made, it's, you know, you don't have to think about it, it's just common sense. Yes, with the, with, um, the government, this started, uh, if we know, go back to history, this started from the new creation, which is, um, Genesis. And we can see, uh, with Abraham, which is the foundation of the old world, every religion brings in Abraham. And he was the first one who came up with um, with money because hmm. it was bartering. And when he when his wife died, and he and the people they gave him free land, so as to um, <clears throat> bury his wife, he said, "No, I'll pay for it." So they just use um, money. They just they they. The old thing, if you look in the Bible, the system of the world, you will see that it, 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 the Bible is a blueprint for it. They tell lies all along the way. They tell lies, and then they call it story. That They call it um, Bible story. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and see how the, only, the, the government said they are trying to, to help the poor, but they only use the poor... So as to um, so as to satisfy the agreed. Yep, great point. Justify it. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is what they do. I mean, the government people, uh, especially the people calling themselves Democrats, they pander to the idea that, well, we, you need government because we're here to help the poor people. But in fact, what they do is they just take a huge chunk off the top of the taxes that come in. When it comes to welfare, it's 70% of the of the welfare dollar goes to pay for the paychecks of middle class bureaucrats that distribute it. It depends on the program. It could be as, as low as 60%, Mark. Understood. But it's an incredible overhead. But try to find a try to find a charity that has an overhead like that. Yeah, exactly. And so they just use and America, it. the most generous country that has ever existed. We give money to everybody. We want people to be taken care of and to to, to have good lives. And we're right. going to support people. We don't need this inefficient bureaucratic nope. organization that actually withholds from the people that need it and gives it to people that don't. Now, I can I'm make... sure that there are people that need it that get it, but uh, you know, yeah. in a lot of cases there aren't. Well, I can make my own decisions as to which charitable organizations deserve my hard-earned money and which ones 
don't. Uh, but when the government is involved, they make all the decisions for me, and I don't even get to think about it because they're going to take my money and they'll spend it however they want to spend it. And they use the uh, they use poor people as an excuse to expand their power and their purview. And of course, then if they hand a few bucks back to some people, then they can guarantee votes for themselves on into the future. What is it they say about democracy? Once the the people realize they can vote themselves largesse from the treasury, uh, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Well, democracy was a bad idea to begin with, but that's certainly well, a pointed I think a, statement. I think that democracy is superior to uh, um, and you know, like a, a, a king. I think it's a debatable. Bad, a bad king. Uh, okay, well, that's debatable. See, when you, well, no. No, it's not. It's not it's a bad king. Yeah. When it's a bad king, see, okay. democracy takes some of the the, the really rough edges off of uh, tyranny, mm. but it only just takes some rough edges off of off of it. And uh, you know, I think it's time. It's time to try something new. We've had republics throughout uh, history, and none of them have made it more than two or two or two hundred and fifty years. Yep. Let's continue with your calls and talk to David in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Hello, David. Hey, hello. Hey, uh, I think the consent factor has a problem. Our consent is uh, like subjugated by the economic system that we use to survive, you know, uh, through the banks. And the banks are really like the oil companies and we're like hooked on their, their, car, or their gas to, because to use our cars, which represents freedom to us. They got us thinking our cars are freedom. We got, and uh, 52% of the people work for the government and and they're married to people that work for the government and they double dip let me clarify and let we, me clarify david before you got, go on uh, let me we, clarify that 52% that fi- that that number that you're talking about would be people that are contracted directly, with the government also indirectly or directly Correct. through you know like subcontractors and everything and uh we're like 34 trillion dollars in debt to these pensions now the, these people get to their pension year 19 and then stuff happens, and they don't want to get their pension in trouble, so they turn their eyes away, and they don't blow the whistle. They don't say what's going on they, because they're going to lose it. We're held sub... The whole... Uh, our economic system, to buy a house, you've got to go 30 years into debt. You got That means you've got to get a job, and you, to get a job, you need the W-4 form. The, uh, the government is so intertwined. Yeah, oh, yeah, it you is. You need a license to get a business going. You need this and that. So we're, our consent is conquered. The way you remove your consent is you take your money out of the bank. You don't use the car. You, you don't use their gas. You don't use their... Biden well, I have George. to I have to disagree with you on that point, Dave. I don't think that uh, that me driving from point A to point B is in any way well, consenting well, see, to be ruled well, by you're other on people. Their roads, you know, and then they but they're say, not well, their roads, Dave. And here's why, Dave. Here's why, Dave. Let me explain to you. But, to lock you up. I understand what you're saying. They're violent people, and they're going to lock me up for whatever reason right, they want right, to lock right. me up and for. Then, okay, but, but, but as far as their roads is concerned, Dave, you got to put them out of business. You put them out of business by stopping dollar. paying them. That's how you put them out of business by stopping consenting to being ruled. Uh, and let me explain to you the, the, the road dollar, issue, Dave. Man, it's the almighty dollar. The government no, got well, it. I support. It's like but, the lady was saying, it's like the lady was saying, to have your sins forgiven, you must bring a. A sacrifice to the church and then they're, uh, to the temple. The dollar is definitely gonna, a problem. There's and, no and doubt. Now you got to bring the sacrifice of your. 
oh, to the, I didn't do that. To the bank so, so that you may survive, and then you got to give tribute every month to the insurance company so you could access their... David, thank you for the call. Sounds like you're getting call waiting. I appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. What I wanted to add there, but he was really passionate, uh, so I couldn't break it in, but what I wanted to add was that when they say it's their roads... Sorry, no. There are no more their roads than the mob is is enti- it's, than the than it's the mob's money when they steal it from you. So when a thief comes and steals something from your house, it's not his bicycle, it's not his television set, it's still your television set. So just because the the thief goes out, pawns the item, gets the cash, and goes and buys some crack rock, that doesn't mean that it's his crack rock. He uh, acquired that property illegitimately. So all the things the government claims is theirs is not – it's not theirs at all. It's just a plot of land or a building or a car or whatever being occupied by somebody who's claiming it's theirs, but they have no real legitimate claim to it in that they didn't get it through voluntary consensual transactions. So that was the point I was trying to make there. 800-259-9231. But I do agree with him that the dollar is a problem because as long as we're all passing around these government – this government-issued currency, these greenbacks, we are essentially being a part of their system. And I think a real big solution to getting liberty in our lifetime again is to moving towards gold and silver and other value-backed currencies and, and shifting away, transitioning away from using the government's debt notes. That's what they call agorism. Let's continue and talk to Preston, listening to WXNT. Preston, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Preston? I just want to tell you I'm a first-time listener and, of course, a first-time caller. Uh, I happen to be traveling through Indy, and uh, I picked you guys up. And I just want to thank you for being a fresh uh, breath of fresh air. And I want to uh, thank you, you and put you on hold here. If you've got more to say, I want to bring you back here in moments. More with Preston, if he hangs on, and your calls as well. We are nailed to the clock, of course. This is Free Talk Live. Anything goes. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we ask you to become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn more about the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month. And unlike those other radio talk show hosts subscriptions that they have, you get everything on our website for free up front. So this is above and beyond all that. This is if you really want to help Free Talk Live out because we take that money and reinvest it and get on more radio stations around the country. And in fact, we're supposed to be on in Brattleboro tonight, but I haven't confirmed that. So we'll say hello officially to them uh, next week. But always adding new affiliates here to our uh, roster at Free Talk Live. And it's really, number one, because of the amplifiers. It's true. Because we have over five, I think it's around 500 people sending us anywhere from three to some people a lot more than three. Yeah, unlike those radio talk show hosts out there that have the little subscription programs where you, they sell you all the stuff, we um, we use all the money that we get from the amplifier program to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. We don't. It doesn't yeah. go in anybody's po- po- pocket. It doesn't go to paychecks. It doesn't go to strippers and cocaine. None of that stuff. As much as you might like it to, Mark, unfortunately it doesn't. Uh, but it does go to benefit uh, this show and getting uh, get Free Talk Live into more ears so more people can hear. 
good, positive talk about liberty and freedom again, which you just don't get anywhere for the most part on the radio. Let's continue with your calls about what you want. By the way, go to amp.freetalklive.com and get involved with that. Uh, we talk back to Preston in Indy, listening to WXNT. Preston, you're back on Free Talk Live. Uh, continue with your thoughts, sir. Yeah, again, I just want to thank you guys for being a, a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, your logic is impeccable. Uh, you're using your brain, which uh, is just its so refreshing to hear that. Uh, and aside, I, with my heart goes out to Randy Weaver, who um, uh, is a textbook example of what can happen. Um, uh, like I say, it's, you, you guys are the true patriots uh, of this country. Thank you for that, and, because there uh, are some people that would say the exact opposite. Right, we're bad, that, we're bad Americans. Right, we're bad because... we don't like the government. E- right, e- exactly. Because and, I want to secede, I'm a bad know, man. Freedom of speech, even if I don't agree, with, I mean, which I do, but I mean, even if I do not agree with you, you have to recognize the First Amendment, that the freedom of speech, and that everyone has the right uh, to say what they want to say. Uh, one thing, though, yes, that I was talking that about the taxes, that, uh, you know, where you're taking the taxes, uh, if you don't pay your taxes for a public good... How about the situation with where they take your taxes to pay off private corporations such as Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Bear Ooh, Stearns? Yeah. What in the heck is going on there? That's corporate well, how wealth. How about the situation where the government can take your property to put a shopping mall up? Sure, sure, all of that. I mean, it's all government theft, and when government is is uh, is stealing a little bit, it ends up stealing a lot. So they initially sure, started it's easy out, to steal. Right, they started out with the whole idea of eminent domain, where the government was saying, well, we're only going to take your property from you if we want to build a road or a park or something like that. And that's egregious and awful and bad, and I oppose it on its face. But because they got away with that for so long, inevitably government does what it does best, and that's expand and get more intrusive and more expensive, and they decided to just start taking property and giving it to their buddies in private industry. It's, it's for everybody's own good because we'll have a larger uh, tax base. <laughs> oh, wait so a since minute. it's for the public good, then it's fine. Well, wait a minute, Mark. Check in on New London, Connecticut, where the uh, very, very infamous court case at this point court case. was uh, yeah was decided that uh, the Supreme Court did back up the governments around the country, and the Supreme Court gave them Disgusting. carte blanche permission to steal people's property for private use. Well, look at that story and see what the latest is. The latest is the big planned development hasn't gone anywhere. It's just the, the entire neighborhood that they stole people's houses out from under is completely decimated, and... And they have the, the actual project that was originally planned. Just laying there. It's just on hold for now. So yeah. all those people were thrown out of their homes in, uh, for nothing on top of everything else. But again, even yeah. if it was for a park, I would still object to it because if it's your property, you shouldn't have to sell it to people calling themselves government. Well, I'm afraid that uh, you know what you're professing is, is, is kind of like spitting in the wind. Uh, I don't think until something happens to where... Uh, financially, the average American wakes up and goes, oh, man, this, this is not right. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, because I, I've been speak, or talking to talk like you guys have been talking to my friends and family and relatives for for years with about the same result, you know. Here's what and, I would suggest. Preston, I know you're brand new to the show. Keep listening. We're on every Saturday night whenever there's no oh, sports there in I'm, Indy. I'm definitely going to try to find it at my local. I happen to be just traveling. I'm originally from Illinois. but Oh, uh, okay. Go to freetalklive.com. That's where our website is. You can find uh, radio affiliates there. Just download MP3s. But definitely join us online at freetalklive.com. And when you get a chance, when you're at your computer, go to freestateproject.org. Uh, if you're looking for, a, for that solution, if you're as frustrated as 
sky once was. This is an idea that is bringing 20,000 liberty-loving people from around the world together in New Hampshire to where we can stand together against this tyranny and actually live free for the first time ever. I thank you for the call, Preston, and uh, look forward to hearing from you again in the future. 800-259-9231. Again, that's freestateproject.org. As we continue... Uh, we will talk to Mitch, listening to WSJM in Miss, uh, Michigan. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Mitch. Uh, hi. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, all right, cool. All right, cool. you got to uh, turn down your radio or it will confuse you. I promise you that. All right, thanks, bro. Excellent. So what's okay, on your mind tonight, uh, Mitch? You said you were going to move up to New Hampshire, right? Already there. Broadcasting there. from right. Keene. I'm not really getting what you're saying by living, you're living free in liberty. Could you explain that to me? Well, uh, that's a great question. And what's happening here is there's various different sorts of activism going on. The Free State Project only exists to move liberty-loving people to New Hampshire. And when I say liberty, I mean we don't want to aggress against our neighbor. We may think that you should do certain things in your life, but we're going to try to persuade you if we think that you should change your behavior. Most people would say, well, there ought to be law, and then they'd you know, bring the government people in to force you to live life in a certain way, to force you to do certain things you might not want to do, or to force you uh, to not do things that you might want to do. We don't we're, not talking about laws, we're not talking about laws about people hurting each other or yeah. people threatening each other. We're talking about laws where people don't hurt each other, and there's still these laws out there. Right. For instance, not paying your taxes. I've hurt no one. Or smoking marijuana. I've hurt no one. Right. So we want you to be free to live your life how you want, as long as you don't harm anybody else. That, to me, is what liberty is all about, where you get to make your own choices, and there's not somebody telling you what to do the threat of violence, which is what governments are. And so, so is, it, is it you helping yourself or the people helping the people? You can help yourself and people can help you. Whoever wants to help you on a voluntary basis, that's fine. It's just that if you've got a good idea, it's a, it, it turns into a bad idea when you try to force people to, to fund it, which is what government Living primarily does. Living free doesn't mean you get to live for free. Living free means that you live without other people telling you what to do as long as you don't hurt or threaten other people. Right. So does that answer your question? All right, so is there a form of, like, there's got to be some form of government in there then. I mean, sort of like a, a punishment, say, if I did do something wrong then, right? Well, yeah, of course there would be uh, somebody to bring you to justice for that because that's what the marketplace would demand. I'm simply talking about uh, replacing these coercive government functions that we all take for granted that the government supposedly has to do, like roads and police protection and things like that. And I'm talking about shifting those over into a more market-based paradigm. Mark, on my uh, my other co-host right, here, I, I, would I say differently. Say, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that we need to get rid of police or roads tomorrow, but I do. It does. It does. It's crazy to me that uh, I. Should should have to pay to send other people's kids to school when I'm not even sending my kid to a public school. So, again, what I wanted to point out... Uh, so the other thing that's going on is people are moving here to New Hampshire that, that love liberty so much they're willing to literally uproot their lives and move here in pursuit of it. So we're seeing uh, political activism. People are running for office and doing that sort of stuff. That doesn't excite me too much. But we're also seeing stuff like civil disobedience and non-cooperation where people are just deciding to go ahead and live free. And then whatever the government does to them, we're going to stand together in those incidents. For instance, next week, uh, one of our friends here in Keene is going to court because he was driving around without a government uh, driver's license. They caught him at it. They arrested him, and now he's going to court. This is not the first time that things like this have happened. And, you know, we'll go in on Tuesday morning, and none of us will stand up when... 
Mm-hmm. Legally healthy enough to operate a motor vehicle. No, vehicles. it doesn't actually. The, the driver's license is a big joke. Come on, when was the last time you took it a driver's really. test? Yeah, look, a monkey, a blindfolded <laughs> monkey could pass the government driver's test. Really, what the driver's license is is an obedience card. It shows that you've bowed down to the state and paid your, you know, thirty pieces of silver or whatever it is they were demanding from you. Can I ask you two guys a question? Yes, sure. sir. Do you have driver's licenses? Unfortunately, I uh, I do at this point. I, yes, it, it's, it, I find it really interesting that I have to pay taxes for the roads, so then I must own them, and then they, they license me in order to drive on them. Don't you think that's weird? Yeah, like, I do still have the driver's people license. People that, for instance, can't drive on the roads, they still have to pay for them. I still have the government driver's license, but it's from Florida, so I haven't gone and jumped through the New Hampshire government people's hoops, and I won't. I won't uh, register the car here, and I'm getting closer and closer to just deciding to going and, and driving without a license, but government license. But what we are doing uh, in the meantime is there's someone who's designing an alternate sort of uh, private identification. I don't know if I'm going to be interested and in this. I understand you're not, but I am, and I'm I thank just... you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, so we're looking at sort of replacing the government permit the government license with a private alternative that actually does have some level of uh, legitimacy to it in that you've tested and you've tested above the government level of competency. So we're coming up with private alternatives to these government mandates. More on the way. Hour three's coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. You can take control and bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. By the way, SACL CAI is the major sponsor of Free Talk Live. We appreciate everything Jason and the crew over there do for Free Talk Live. They love freedom probably more than we do, and uh, they do a great business at collections as well. So if you've got some accounts receivable issues that you need taken care of and you're tired of dealing it with yourself or or you you know the company that you've hired on is just sucking, give SACL a call. Bring them on board because they treat your customers with respect and get them to pay back their debts. Uh, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. They do some other stuff too, but you took my copy away, Mark, so I would it's all collections. It. Yeah, collections related. Early stuff. out billing, purchase charges. There you go. Bills. That's the that's the terminology. I didn't want to stab it uh, stab at it and not get the terms right. Anyway, charged off receivables. I've never had one to sell, so I don't really know what those are. But if you do, you probably need SACL. So SACL CAI. We continue with your calls about what you want. Let's talk to Arvin in California. Arvin, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hi. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? I want to talk about um, uh, a Swedish. Um, 
um, activist network, libertarian ne- activist network called Befriana, uh, which means the liberators. Hmm. And we've just started. You know, I called him yesterday. I'm that guy who recently moved to California. So uh, my role in this uh, network is, well, kind of uh, web developer for some pro- projects and such. And mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to ask you about um, hints and tips for how we can like spread spread the libertarian message in Sweden. What are they? Uh, are they doing anything so far? Has have they? Are they brand new? Um, yeah. Uh, we had like uh, we have uh, um, organized a demonstration against internet sur- surveillance by mm. the Swedish government. Um, actually, they passed a law in Sweden recently, which said that uh, the Swedish government um, uh, were able to to spy on on uh, all Swedes, collect data oh with their supercomputer, which is the the fifth strongest computer in the world or something like that. Wow. So, um, so we had a, pro- a protest or a demonstration or something like that uh, in uh, in one town, and some some members actually planted cannabis uh, uh, plants near uh, near <laughs> town squares and such. Um, That's a good one, but it's unfortunately one that you really can't take credit for. Uh, but it is kind of fun to do that, planting cannabis out in front of the police department, things like that. But yeah, as far as reaching out is con- as far as reaching out to other people is concerned, uh, I mean, I've got some limited limited experience at this. You want to go to where people are, and you want to go to where they are going to be for a little while. So you want to be somewhere wherein they're expecting to hang around and look at things like you. So you know, I don't know if you guys have county fairs or whatever. Like we have these. Uh, Everybody's got fairs. Yeah, they've got to be fairs there in Sweden, so that's always a good place to go if you can afford to do it. Uh, if you can't afford to get a table, you can always walk around and pass stuff out if you want to. Uh, concerts, any place where people are at and are going to be hanging out, that's what you want to brainstorm is what goes on in your area that you could attend and reach out to people at. Of course, uh, doing protests and things like that are good to get some visibility, maybe t- drive some hits to your website or something like that. But standing on the side of the road holding signs, I don't think is as effective of an outreach tool as actually, you know, meeting people in in person, shaking hands and introducing yourself and, you know, perhaps doing some sort of outreach device like the Advocates for Self-Government's World's Smallest Political Quiz, which I don't even like to use that anymore. But just come up with something to reach out to people with, um, you know, some sort of documentation that you can print out cheaply and hand to people. Most of it's going to go in the garbage can, but there's a chance that some people are going to be interested. And, of course, I highly recommend becoming the media, uh, getting out there, publishing your own newspaper. I don't know if that's something that you can do in, in Sweden, but presumably you can. It's one of the somewhat more free countries, I guess. And so get your viewpoints out there into the public. Write letters to the editor of the local big newspaper. Start your own competing newspaper. Put up a pirate radio station, you know, or try to get a legitimate uh, job at a local radio station. So various different ways to get your message out. Uh, cable access is something we have here in uh, in the United States where governments have put these little TV stations online and will let you go and, and put whatever you want on them. So as long as they're taking your tax money by force, you might as well use the uh, the tool that they've provided to break down their system. So check that out and consider that for an idea, and I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Do you have anything to add, Mark? Those sound like uh, you know ways to start. 
Exactly. And we join st- the Free State Project. Yeah, well, yeah, and we're still experimenting here. I mean, we don't know exactly what the best ways are. In fact, we're talking about going to a concert, uh, one of these music fests where people are sort of milling about in the streets. It's not anything enclosed or anything like that. There are different stages, and people walk around from place to place. That's a great place to go. And Running a campaign can sometimes uh, give you, you know... If you want to go into the political realm, yeah. they, they will a, pay attention. A soapbox. Right. They, if you... Even if you're irrelevant, even if you're not planning on really campaigning, sometimes the newspaper will just ask you to fill out a, a form that asks a bunch of questions, and they'll publish your ideas in the paper. So a great opportunity to, you know, again, plug a website or plug an idea or something like that. So use whatever opportunities you can, and again, brainstorm ideas where people are hanging out, where they're going to want to, you know, want to talk to you. So don't go somewhere where people are in a rush or walking by because they're just not going to be interested in stopping. They've got somewhere to be. You want to be at the place where they want to be. 800-259-9231. Stephen in Colorado, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Hey there. I talked to some Australians uh, this this last weekend, three ladies. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever talked to Australians about politics. I've talked to plenty of Australians that never about politics before. It's very, uh, they're practically marinated in the status doctrine down there. Yeah, it's pretty uh, bad. It, it just oozes off of them. And um, so I... We started out actually talking about Vegemite because I'm one of those weird <laughs> Americans who likes Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, it's hard to get used to the first couple of times, but if you like really stout beer, you might actually like Vegemite. Okay. Um, but anyway, excuse me, I was trying to eat dinner while I was on hold. Oh, oh that's all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the uh, so we were talking about these ladies, and it was a rapid-fire conversation so I'm going to try to hit the high points. Basically, I was trying to to show them the uh, how there was an, an implied threat of violence with government programs. The gun in the we room, as it's called. Right, exactly. Um, specifically, we were talking about personal welfare, and she said, "Well, this one gal said, well, you know, but uh, what about the poor? Don't you care about them?" And I said, "Well, there's charity." And her argument against charity was this, and this was the, and as we this conversation progressed for you know, an hour. And as it progressed, it turns out that the entirety of her argument against charity was this. Okay, charity is degrading. It's degrading to go to a church or a charitable organization and go get charity. Wait a minute. That was so it. there's something wrong with being... Argument. Wait a minute. There's something wrong with being humble <laughs> in her mind? Right. There's something wrong with being humble, but there's nothing wrong with going to the government for a handout. Well, it's, it, it should be degrading to take charity. It should be degrading to go to the government for a handout. The thing is, is it's you know, not degrading. Good, it's not degrading to go to the I government for a handout. That. That's right, Mark. That's a good point. That's, uh, I didn't think about that. I do but this for a living. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then the uh, let's see the other thing uh, was that I, w- I was saying you know I was saying well you know you have to steal I was trying to explain about it's theft you know I said you have to steal from this class of people to give to that class of people and I said literally kids are going without braces literally uh, you know some people can't take the vacation or donate as much money these, these are Christian ladies mm-hmm. they can't donate as much money to the church that they wanted to as they wanted to donate because of this. And they said, oh, ha, 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 you're being hyperbolic. And I said, no, of course I'm not. I said, this really, truly happens every single day. Absolutely. And, they, and, and I said, it, it impoverishes people. And I said, it'll take a middle-class people, and it'll shove them down kind of to the lower end of middle class. I mean, how could it it's, not? You're taking thousands and thousands of dollars away from people exactly. each year. How could it not? So when I finally convinced her of that, you know what she said? She goes, oh, well, that's fine because... There's welfare programs to help them, too, who just take more money from the next class up to give to them. And I said, don't you see how your logic eats itself? 
don't you see that? So at about that point, one of the girls just threw her arms up in the air and said, you can't talk to Americans about this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, the, th- the fact is, um, they, oh, there they, are plenty would, of Americans they would like to them. think that they represent Australia, but they don't. We have lots of Australian listeners and uh, amplifiers, yeah, amplifiers yeah. and uh, there are people in Australia that love liberty. And uh, God, I hope they can make it yeah, to the I'd Free State Project. I mean, it's... It's got to be a toss-up as far as, I mean, are they that much more indoctrinated into the ways of statism than Americans are? I don't know, man. Americans are pretty far down the road to tyranny, too. And I thank you for the stories tonight. Interesting conversations you had. Always love hearing about conversations that people have with uh, statists like that. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. There are over 375,000 posts and a couple thousand people interacting. You can go and see it for yourself and get interactive over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free, like everything else on our website, bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. And then if we get a chance, we'll give you an update from the U.K. about what they're planning on doing if you happen to have obese so-called children. Hmm, think about that. What would government do if you had obese children You're and they abusing didn't like them. that? Now, we'll give you the details here. But first, let's talk to Rich in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rich. Rich. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, great. Yeah. You, uh, what's on your mind? Well, you guys are, first off, you guys are on KGOE in, uh, in Humboldt County today. We certainly are. You're on once a week. Yeah. And uh, I wish you could uh, be on instead of Peter B. Collins. Well, I, I know uh, I've talked to Tom, the program director, and I guess Peter B. is, you know, guy. he's local there to California, so I can understand why that they would take Peter B. over us. But if you haven't talked to Tom yet, just give him a call and, and tell him, the program director, again. And this applies to everybody listening to the radio. If you're getting only the Saturday show or only a portion of the Saturday show, call him up and ask him for more Free Talk Live because we are available six nights a week. So I know that uh, KGOE could take our third hour. I don't think they're taking that right now on Saturday. So you could get at least a little bit more. So give him a call if you haven't yet yeah that'd be a good thing very good well, rich i just wanted to say i just wanted to say that uh basically government does two things it steals and it kills like that's all it does yeah pretty much ours rarely yeah. kills though it's it, it does it doesn't show oh, up wait a minute. In, how about iraq it doesn't show up in every face. they're either writing a bill or they're carrying a gun that's one true. or the other that's all they're doing yep so what i thought we should do and i, I like to talk to everybody about this you need to pass laws in your local community to make all the bureaucrats wear red coats. Because <laughs> would that be so cool? Like, hey, we don't serve red coats in here. <laughs> and people could focus on it like a bull focuses on a matador case. I did like I love start. the idea of ostracism. I, would, would they have to wear the red coat yeah. even in, in their off-duty hours? It, 
Yeah. I Any think so. Identification. I think that'd be fun. You know, here's an idea. If they and take the money, they gotta wear it. Here's a, here's an idea that you could pull off in a relatively small area. And this one was run by us. We were uh, today. We were at uh, one of the move-ins for one of the movers here in New Hampshire. As you know, we're Free State Project members. There's these liberty activists that are moving to New Hampshire. And what happens is when they move here, they can announce in advance when they're moving and to where they're moving. And actually, this guy has already moved in. He was just getting an extra truck truckload of stuff delivered. But anyway. When you arrive, you can literally have a dozen or more people show up at your front door ready to unload your truck for you. So that's what we did today is we unloaded this truck. Of course, there's all kinds of liberty-oriented conversations swinging around. And there's this one place in New Hampshire called Grafton, which is, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, population, not very many. And uh, and so there, a bunch of liberty people are moving to Grafton with the idea of sort of having a core group of, of liberty activists there. And one of the ideas is to... To actually buy up, uh, ooh, this might be confidential. Shoot, I don't know if I can say much more, but there's a store that they want to buy, and that basically they would be able to stop the bureaucrats from being able to purchase things from them. So if if you work for the the county government or support the government, then you don't get to buy gasoline and you don't get to buy ice or anything else from the convenience store. So if you could actually do so, that sort of level of ostracism with government people, I think it be could be pretty uh, could be pretty powerful. Any other thoughts yeah. for us? Um, no, but people really need to think about that, making them wear red coats. Thanks, Rich, for the call. We certainly appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Hello. Hey. I saw something today I wanted to talk about. Uh, referred to sla- slavery, and I was going to bring that up. But first, I wanted to spank Mark for what he said yesterday. Where okay, he said, bend him uh, over. Okay, he said uh, that he thinks that uh, um, because everybody will behave a certain way, then that's normal, and that uh, what's uh, that evil is the opposite of normal. Or, or he said that it was you're not being evil if you're normal. Okay, and I disagree with that strongly. Make I mean, your if point. Everybody thought that it was normal to murder Mark. It still would be evil to murder Mark. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not a majority thing. I evil agree, but they're not going to think that. Act, or, huh? But but you know, like evil to some extent is defined by you know, but the average. I don't person. agree. I don't agree with that. Evil's defined yeah, by doing harm. Evil's defined by victimizing and aggressing against someone. Yep, there's a point to be had there. So I mean, okay. Mark, you you spent nine years in prison on a murder charge, which you didn't do, but still spent nine years in prison on it. And if all of a sudden the town townsfolk got all in an uproar about the fact that there is a former murderer living amongst them, and they decided to you know string you up from a tree just because the majority would condone it, doesn't mean that it's not evil. Even That's, if they were, even if it was normal to string him up from a tree, even yeah. if this was the kind of behavior that takes place commonly throughout the entire planet. It still would be evil. All right, Gene, your next point, sir. Okay, I went to a place called Walter's Place in Holly Springs, Mississippi. It's a beautiful antebellum home, and uh, although I wasn't able to get inside the home, I did get a pamphlet on it, and I wanted to read something that's very interesting here in the pamphlet and the history of uh, Walter Place in Holly Springs, Mississippi. It says, in 1862, when Holly Springs was captured by Union troops, General Ulysses S. Grant commandeered Walter Place to provide a residence for his wife and son and her slave. And your point? 
So here we got the wife of Ulysses S. Grant, Union General, taking over a, a home <laughs> in uh, in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So that his wife and his son and her slave can live there. Hmm. But I thought so they were fighting me, against slavery. Yeah, tell me that the Civil War was about slavery. Please, hmm. somebody, somebody correct me on this fact. Because I don't believe it. Not for a second, not for a minute. I think anybody who studies history ought to be able to see that it had nothing to do with slavery, and that was simply an excuse and what was written after the fact in order to brainwash the people into thinking that that civil war was somehow a good thing. Well, it may have been one of the uh, the motivating issues behind the South, uh, southern state people pushing for secession. It may have been one of the motivating issues, but it certainly wasn't the, the main one or the only one. I have no doubt that it was one of the motivating issues as far as the South wanting to secede from right. the Union. But to suggest uh, that the I, Union I, was all innocent in its, in its position. Right, but... Uh, you know, why does the Union general need a need a slave for his wife while he's fighting slavery? Great point, Gene, and I thank you for the call as always. 800-259-9231. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a murky murky uh, issue as far as uh, when you're talking about the the war between the states or the war of southern secession or whatever you wish to call it. You know, was the was the Civil War about slavery mm, to some extent, but it certainly wasn't the whole thing and there was a lot of bad things that the North did in the case of uh, conscripting soldiers, printing uh, fiat currency during it, uh, you know, Lincoln killing more Americans than, well, bad, anybody bad ever man. has. Bad man, one of the worst presidents of all time. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the live Saturday edition. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and those features include the updates. You get signed up. We'll let you know when there's something fresh to announce about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. DexC20 is a natural appetite suppressant, enabling people to eat less and still feel full. Users report they eat the same foods. But they just eat less of them without feeling hungry. And this is exactly what's happening to me. I've been taking Dexy 20 for about two weeks now, lost four pounds. And the fact is, the normal portions that I would eat, I'm just not eating as much. I can, I, I leave stuff on my plate and, you know, I save it for later. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. It's Dex C20. You can find out more at diet.freetalklive.com. It's also av- available in a gold box at uh, most major drug stores. Dex C20. Since you uh, mentioned weight, it's a perfect segue here into the story from The Sun over in Great Britain, where if you've been paying attention, if you've been listening to this show over the last few years, you know that we've been paying attention very closely, or at least as closely as we can, to what's going on with the rise of tyranny in Great Britain, because they don't have the same sort of constitutional situation that uh, that the government in America does, so they're able to get away with more tyranny faster. Here in America, they kind of have to dance around the whole Constitution Bill of Rights thing a little bit, so 
the the, the <laughs> wheels of tyranny do grind a little bit slower. It's like here. a Mexican hat dance, though, where they actually <laughs> they, they stomp all over the, the constitution. Right, right, but but it's it's slower, right? So so nothing against Mexicans and their hats. No, certainly you. not. Very beautiful. <laughs> um, but anyway, in in Great Britain, they can move towards the police state a little faster. They can introduce new tyrannical programs easier than they can here in the state. So that's why it's instructive to watch what's going on there to see what's going to be happening soon here in America. And just wait, because this isn't that far off in America. Right now, a government association representing more than 400 councils in England and Wales said parents of dangerously obese children are at risk of losing them. The local government association warned that the worst cases of obesity will be increasingly seen as evidence of parental neglect and that social workers will have to step in to offer advice to protect the child's welfare. Huh. Well, what kind of advice do you think that... Oh, next sentence. In the most extreme cases, they say, children could be taken away from their parents. Well, that's the only thing the government can do. When they step in and give advice, and then somebody, for whatever reason, decides that... fails to follow their advice in whatever manner that they feel they should, that's the only thing the government can do. They can only be... Force. Right. Their advice would basically be something like this. Uh, Mark, you've got your son, Jack. He's only four months, so he hasn't gotten really the opportunity to be obese. But let's say he was four years old and uh, was kind of chunking out. You'd been taking him to McDonald's too many times. And He's never going to go to McDonald's. Oh, really? Okay, because you love McDonald's. one of the rules. I do love McDonald's. And the thing is, I'm, I'm a slave to uh, the Big Mac, I'm afraid. And I, I, I don't, don't want Jack to have to, to grow up uh, that that way. Anyway, uh, McDonald's aside, let's say Jack's gotten, gotten a little chubby for whatever reason. Maybe it's genetic. Who knows? Anyway, he's gotten chubby, and uh, they find out somehow. Of course, you're not going to put your son in government schools, so let's just presume somehow some busybody neighbor snitches you out to uh, the Department of Children and Families. And sure, they, whatever. You know, they come pay you a visit. Now, you, uh, you know better than to answer the door for Department of Children and Families and other bureaucrats because talking to these people just gives them... What's more, the benefit? Yeah, there's no reason. To, just, here's a tip. If the police come to your door and they're not trying to help you find your missing child or something like that, don't talk to them. There's no reason to talk to these people. And if DCF comes to your door, they're not there to help you with your kids. But anyway, let's just say you don't know all of these things, Mark, and that you uh, unwittingly answer the door for the nice people standing out there saying they're from the government and they're here to help you. And then they tell you, Mr. Edgington, we have uh, come under advisement that your son Jack is too large according to our standards. He is too fat according to our government fat numbering system, the BMI uh, percentage or whatever it is. You know, they've got some arbitrary number that decides based on your height and your uh, age and all of that, how fat you're supposed to be. Right. And, and well, by the way, I, I used to be a uh, bodybuilder, at least was trying to, and I would have been considered fat even though my body fat percentage was less than 15% just because I had, you know, a lot of muscle mass. My uh, advisor and researcher, Johnson, is telling me this is only for super obese kids, not chubby kids. But let me point something out. Whenever government starts something, it always expands. So, yes, they're going to say in the in the beginning that, oh, don't worry, parents, if your son's, you know, a little chubby, that's all right. But if he's obese, then we're going to have to step in. But five years down the line, then the, the you know, the, that range is going to get smaller. They're going to shrink that and they're going to say, well, now we're going to, you know, we found that the kids that are somewhat fat and, you know, between chubby and fat are now qualified for government intervention. So it's inevitable that government will expand its its purview here. 
But they'll come to you and they'll say, we've heard Jack's a little bit too big. We're going to need to take a look at him. Mm, Yeah, certainly. He's too big. Look, here's our advice to you, Mark. We advise that you get this boy's weight down within the next 90 days, or we're going to come back and then we'll see what else we're going to do. Of course, you've heard the stories by that time. You know that these government bureaucrats are going to steal your child from you if you don't show progress in the direction of actually um, having him lose weight. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be their advice for you. Is We're advising you that we're going to steal your right. child if uh, you don't obey. What else could they advise you of? So here's a little more uh, from the story from The Sun. Again, they could uh, be stealing people's children from them because they're allegedly too fat. The stark message came as town hall bosses revealed the impact of fat Britain. Councils are fitting supersized cremation furnaces to cope with fat corpses. Ambulances have have fitted extra-wide stretchers and winches for obese patients. Schools are buying bigger seats for classrooms. About one in four people in England is obese and considered so overweight that it threatens the person's health. LGA Public Health spokes bureaucrat David Rogers said some councils are already taking actions where parents are putting children's health in real danger. Councils would step in to deal with an undernourished and neglected child. So should a case, uh, and so should a case with a morbidly obese child. Should that be any different? He continued. There needs to be a national debate about the extent to which it's acceptable for local authorities to take action in cases where the welfare of children is in real jeopardy. So they're using, uh, you know, their existing power. This is typical with governments where government has already infringed upon people's freedom uh, to the point where they're saying, "Well, we are already taking kids for being too skinny, so we should." go ahead and take them for being too fat too while we're at it well and, and how you, about parents that smoke maybe we should take their kids and this too. is the classic case of the uh, the frog uh how to how to boil a frog you leave the frog in a pot you turn up the the the, uh, the temperature one degree at a time he'll never jump out because well that's he's just being cooked one degree at a time mm. and that's how your freedoms are taken away people the government can only but can only grow so it just turns up its tyranny one degree at a time. 16% of American children are overweight or, or obese, according to the Centers for Disease Control, and efforts have been made in the U.S. to reduce children's access to fast food, sodas, snacks, especially in public schools. Fitness guru Richard Simmons recently called on Congress to expand gym class offerings in schools, and the city of L.A. last month put a moratorium on new fast food restaurants in South Los Angeles, where childhood obesity has reached epidemic proportions. So, as I say... This kind of a program in America, stealing people's children because they're too fat, isn't too far off. Now, I don't want to make it seem like I support abuse. I mean, if, if a parent is starving their children or, some, or hurting their kids in some way, you know, I think that it's justified for someone to find out if that kid wants to leave that household. And if that young person does want to leave, then they should be able to leave. But some people might be happy eating a lot, and they might want to live that lifestyle it's their life yeah it's, it's Look, their choice if, you know if they're sitting if they're Nobody's sitting next forcing to you that McDonald's on a, an airplane or something like that if they take up two seats they should have to pay for two seats and they do on on many many airlines so this is pretty disturbing though because it, be, it is again continuing the trend that government essentially says we own you that we own your body and if you do something that we object to with your body we will take your children from you or we will take your freedom from you or we will punish you. Or we will lock you up. And you know what gives them the real excuse to do this, Mark? And one of the reasons why it might take a little while longer to happen here? Socialized medicine. Mm. Something they have over in Great Britain and something that many people in America are calling for. They're saying they want the government to take care of their health care. 
But when you do that, there are consequences to be paid, not just the taxes. I mean, the taxes are bad enough. But we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a moment. So take your calls as well at 1-800-259-9231. This is your show, the live Saturday edition. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Just enough time to take your call. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, once again, that SACL CAI toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show... You can learn how by going to promote.freetalklive.com. There are a whole bunch of different, simple, easy-to-do ways, many of them totally free or very low-cost ways, to get the ideas of Free Talk Live and this show into the ears of people around the country and around the world. You can help us out, learn how, and pick the ones that work best for you at promote.freetalklive.com. Again, promote.freetalklive.com. So, again, Great Britain... Parts of uh, England and Wales are considering, at this point, and it seems like it's just a matter of time before it goes through, they're considering, if you have obese children, taking them from you. If you don't get them in line and whip them into shape and show progress that they're actually losing weight, the government will come in and steal your children from you. Now, one of the things that makes this possible over there is the excuse that, well... Government's paying for their health care, so we have an interest in this because they have socialist medicine there. They have what they call universal health care or single-payer health care. You'll hear those buzzwords being bandied about here in America by people that want to push this same uh, one-size-fits-all government-mandated health care so-called system on us. And so these government people own the health care industry lock, stock, and barrel. And so as a result of that, anything that you do that could put your health, or in this case, your kid's health, in some sort of jeopardy, at some sort of extra risk that is, you know, supposedly not necessary for optimal health, they use that as an excuse to come in and control your lifestyle. They can do it for fat. They can do it for smoking. They can do it for behavior. If you're not exercising enough, they can do it for whatever excuse they want to, fast food, any anything they want to. They can say, well... This is a factor that's contributing to uh, uh, drinking. You know, this is contributing to people being unhealthy, and people being unhealthy costs a government system more, and we want to be fair to our neighbors, so you're going to have to stop smoking or drinking or eating fat, or you're going to have to start running or whatever it it's is. It's the inevitable end to socialized medicine. If yep. we all have to pay for what it is that you do, whether it's eating red meat, eating candy bars, smoking cigarettes, skydiving, scuba diving, whatever mm. it is that you do, that deviates from the norm as far as injuries or uh, disease, you're going to have to stop because you're costing us money with this thing you like to do. Yep, so not only will they use that to control your behavior, but they'll also eventually use it to shut down businesses that are serving food that is unhealthy. Right, the, the businesses that serve the candy bars, the businesses that do right. the scuba diving or the skydiving, the businesses that um, you know sell cigarettes and cigars and liquor and all those other things. And those things will have to be outlawed at some point. And, and if you think this is hyperbolic and you think this is absurd and ludicrous, then you just haven't been paying attention, okay? They... If they're serious about stopping the fat or stopping smoking, they'll outlaw those things. They'll then Absolutely. go underground, because and then you'll have snitchers. You'll have people being encouraged. You know, there'll be signs up in the neighborhood. 
Do you see a candy bar wrapper in your neighbor's trash? Call this number and stitch them out, and we'll give you a $50 uh, tip. It's absolutely true. I mean, first off, they're going to do the the, uh, socialized medicine. Then a crunch will hit. In the same way a crunch is hit with the gasoline prices, Mm -hmm. a crunch hits, and they, they have to figure out ways to cut costs. Well, one of the ways to cut costs is to get everybody to start acting healthy. Yep. At this, at that point, your health is everyone's concern because everyone has to pay for it. And then before you know it, you've got national exercise time. You know, at every time, nine Don't in the morning. Don't they do that in China? Didn't <laughs> they do that in uh, George Orwell's book or something like that? Yep. I don't know. Then, you know, nine in the morning, everybody's at work. The first thing they do, since the corporations, they love to go along with whatever the government, you know, whatever government demands, the corporations are the government's bitch. And so they go right along and pass on whatever the demands are. So part of your work day could then become exercise time. Where everybody you know does a bunch of jumping jacks and runs around the office building or something like that, and of course it'll be promoted in this sort of happily you know happy little mentality. We want everyone to be healthy. This is just for your own good, citizens. This is great. Thank goodness we have our government here to take care of us. But if you don't participate, or if you're eating candy without permission, or if you're eating you know drinking or smoking and you get caught, well then they're going to hurt you. They're going to put you in a jail cell, <laughs> and then they have total control over your life. Yeah. If you don't want to go to that jail cell, you're going to get hurt on the way. You're going to get tased. If, so, if you get in that jail cell and you make too much noise, well, they're going to come in and tase you or gas you. When I gas, I mean like pepper, pepper spray or that kind of thing. So somebody might say, Mark, well, but Mark, what about freedom? I mean, in freedom, people can just eat a bunch of stuff. That's not good for them. They can get fat, and then I have to pay for that in my insurance policy. Well, <laughs> so it's going to cost me anyway. The the issue of insurance is basically states mandate what insurance companies carry and what they don't carry. I say there's a big problem with insurance companies in this country, but part of that problem is that government is telling them what they have to do mm. and what they don't. They they um you know they're required to offer ab- uh, abortions to nuns. Yeah, you can't customize very much. With right, you can't and. Insurance companies and, and individuals should be free to decide how they want to interact with each yeah, other. Yeah, am I free to? My open wife a- always wears her seatbelt. Shouldn't she get lower insurance, um, you know, car insurance rates right. than I do, who I don't always wear my seatbelt? Yeah. In New Hampshire, the only state in America where it's legal for an adult not to wear a uh, seatbelt if they wish. Hey, it, could I then open up a company? Do you think with all the regulations out there, I'd be allowed to open up a company that only insured healthy people? I don't know. You wouldn't. Right, They'd exactly. shut you down in a second. So the marketplace of insurance is very, very limited. Plus, government's involvement in general in healthcare, which is significant here in America. This is not a free market in healthcare. It's heavily regulated, mostly socialized uh, healthcare market. But government's involvement in healthcare just screws the entire industry up, raises costs dramatically to the point where people need insurance. I mean, if we actually had a free market, competitive healthcare marketplace, healthcare would be cheap and available, and you probably wouldn't even need to have insurance you could bet you probably get better cash rates uh, maybe for speculation the, maybe for the the, the, the biggest ca- catastrophe but uh not for regu- sure. not for taking your uh, kids to the doctor and that that's kind of the thing. kind of insurance that makes sense to me that, that sort of catastrophic level insurance not the you've got a cold that kind of insurance People, some people want that kind of insurance. So 800-259-9231 that is the SACL CAI toll free line hey, here's a quick fun one for you mark it's true Beer goggles. 
they've been scientifically studied because there just aren't enough scientific studies. Right. We don't need this scientific study, by the way. I hope I hope the government didn't pay for this one. For the first time, according to LifeScience.com, scientists have proven that beer goggles are real. Other people really do look more attractive to us if we've been drinking. Yes, they do. Surprisingly, the beer goggles effect was not limited to just the opposite sex among the ostensibly straight volunteers recruited for the study. What? They they also (laughs) rated people from their own sex as more attractive. Scientists in England gave a 84, excuse me, they gave 84 heterosexual college students chilled lime-flavored drinks that were either non-alcoholic or given a dose of vodka equivalent in alcohol to a large glass of wine or a pint and a half of beer. It's not a lot of, it's not a lot to drink. Not a whole bunch, but uh, I mean, it's, it's enough to affect you. A pint yeah. and a half, a, a pint and a half in England, by the way, is uh, to, uh, 30 ounces. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought a pint was only like four ounces. Is pint, it different? Uh, no, a pint is uh, 16 in America, oh. and uh, it's an imperial pint in Great Britain, so it's 20. Okay. Well, anyway, after 15 minutes, the volunteers were shown photos of 40 other college students from both sexes. Both men and women who drank booze found these faces more attractive. A roughly 10% increase in ratings of attractiveness, said the researcher, uh, who's an experimental psychologist. So that's what, the, uh, what he used to mean when I said, I love you, man. When he got drunk. He really did. Yeah, yeah. that guy in the car. Uh, anyway, the researchers also asked volunteers to rate their mood, and there were no differences on those measures in the alcohol group compared to the no-alcohol group. This suggests that the effect we observed wasn't due to a general change in mood. It didn't escape Monfau that the results are rather obvious. Everybody knows about gear, uh, beer goggles, he said, but some of our results suggest there's more going on than we might have thought. The discovery that the effect is not specific to the opposite sex was surprising. One possibility is that alcohol generally makes us see things as more attractive, but when this occurs in social situations such as at a bar, this might become targeted at opposite sex faces. By repeating the experiment with video clips shot at bars, the scientists hope to recreate those social cues and see what happens. The main question is whether these effects are specific to faces or whether we would rate anything as more attractive after a drink. So are ugly people, you know, generally more attractive? That's uh, what they're saying here. I mean, are they more attractive or do your standards just slip in the sense that I could live with that? (laughs) That's that's a subtle but interesting point, Mark. I don't know if they're going to investigate that, but now you know. And in case you were ever needed to know this. Well, you know, it's the end of the show. Just some useless information for you there as you continue into your weekend, having a good time, perhaps imbibing yourself. And yeah, you just remember, <laughs> if you were sober, you wouldn't be doing this. Well, not necessarily. You might do it just because it feels good. And because people are people. And it's what's on the inside that counts. Right, Mark? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, what are you calling me, ugly? <laughs> All right, we're done. It's Minnie in here with you. And Mark. Back on Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. I wish you a happy, safe, and fun weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.